Welcome everybody to this episode of O365A. On uh, today's episode, we're going to be talking about Microsoft Mesh, virtual reality, the metaverse. It's getting a lot of attention these days. And on this episode, we're going to uh, interview, and we're lucky enough to have uh, Microsoft MVP, Vescu Nopanen. And welcome, Vescu. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Uh, why don't uh, you do a little intro about yourself before we talk about Microsoft Mesh? All right, uh, certainly. Uh, my name is Vesa Nopanen, and yeah, please do call me Vesku. That's the usual name I go by. I'm a principal consultant for Metaverse and Future Work at Sulava, uh, which is a, a consultancy company at, in Finland. And so, yeah, I work a lot uh, with the Metaverse side of business. And also, let's not forget my kind of a first passion here which continues to be the passion of mine is Microsoft Teams, of course, because everything is coming to work through Teams anyway. So what I've been doing recently, it's uh, I've had a really interesting uh, projects. Uh, I was involved at the healthcare side and the, for example, one insurance company side. So, so how, how to use the metaverse in a very, of course, broad sense, but you could talk about digital twins, IoT and, and bringing that information together. So it's just not avatars and, and funny avatars and funny uh, cartoonish faces. Metaverse is a lot more than that. Well, that's a good segue into what I wanted to <laughs> inform our, our listeners about. Because you hear a lot about Metaverse, hear a lot about Mesh. There's, of course, the avatars available in Teams. Uh, so why don't we just break it down and do a all-up sort of high-level summary of what exactly when we say Microsoft Metaverse, what components does it include? And what's, uh, what's practically available today that uh, organizations can take advantage of? So I have a couple of hours, right? Uh, <laughs> okay, I, I try to make it really short. Uh, think of, thinking about the metaverse, I, I guess overall, not just Microsoft metaverse, but usually the metaverse is coming from in, in three main areas. You have a consumer side. That's what we are seeing with the uh, decentral land and, and uh, NFTs and everything like that that's happening there. That's the hype a lot about. And and so we are not touching the consumer side today uh, any more than that probably. But but the more very interesting part is going to be the enterprise metaverse. So you're talking about the commercial use, how you are utilizing, for example, these virtual spaces, how you are utilizing uh, augmented reality. Yeah, on the enterprise level. So it's usually talking, you could talk about those virtual worlds, you could talk about meetings in metaverse avatars and that, and, and that area. That, that's basically how we are going to be more productive, how we can work better uh, on what we are doing, especially to information worker, but also to field workers and everybody who's involved, because it's, it's a kind of a big thing. And the final part or, or kind of a last big part is the industrial metaverse. That's what is already very well advanced compared to these other parts today. So, so that's the, and then it includes the most of the components as well. How, what are the building blocks there? For example, digital twins. That, that's one of the services running on Azure. IoT, hey, that's, that's an old thing. It's been here 20 years now, something like that. And IoT is very crucial for that. So you're creating these synchronized uh, digital twins that have a really good connection to the physical world. That's uh, closing the 
kind of gap between the physical and digital one and then bringing the information together. And once you have the digital twin and all the information, that's when you can start applying machine learning and AI to have a kind of predictions and kind of insights uh, what's happening. And that's very important in the industrial level, especially you have a manufacturing process or whatever process you are running. You are building something, you, you have things on the site. And for example, uh, you might have sensors that are reading the information uh, from the facility. So you have a digital twin of the building. And, and since it can be synchronized, then you are again controlling the building. And so, so yes, you can see I'm passionate about this. And I, I, re I really love the idea of bringing the physical world, the digital one, and uh, putting it back, back there to the physical one as well. Because when you do something in the digital world, it can reflect to the physical one through these sensors and, and and actuators and valves and whatever is the mechanism that can control the physical processes there. It could be just simple as changing the temperature. So you have intelligent uh, houses or buildings and then that, that sort of thing. But, but the one big part of that all that what's also available <laughs> is the AI. So, so you can starting to analyze things and, and use that data and you use that to create those insights to help you work better. So, so as you can see, the industrial metaverse is already here. You, uh, it's been on the aviation industry over 20 years. They've been doing that. In the process industry, they started that in a, in a very, very, very broad sense uh, in the 70s because they had a kind of digital twin of the process and they were able to simulate and try things already at that time. And uh, since I have automation technology background, <laughs> that's, that, that was a very kind of interesting and, and kind of a very big wipe for me. Okay, this is circle closing and, and we are again thinking about this, but this time it's going to be much more faster, much more easier, and you can use it in much more other places than just in a very kind of a, in a factory, for example. So I still have a bit of <laughs> time. <laughs> no, that's a that's a really good context um, because I think anyone who's involved in the Microsoft efforts, um, you know where it fits in the overall, uh, you know, strategy that different industries are, are starting to use this for. Um, let's talk about the Microsoft effort. So of course we have Microsoft Mesh. Can you just break down for us what exactly that entails, like what pieces, just at a high level? Uh, well, Microsoft Mesh uh, seems to be kind of collaboration platform or enabler. It can enable, enable us to have a collaboration in the metaverse. So, so it, it kind of have this one of the pieces we've seen already, the avatars. They are in private preview still at the moment people can use them quite a lot of people are using them so you can have your digital representation of yourself in a meeting and what we are of course waiting is kind of a mess for teams so we can have meetings in the immersive environment so we have a virtual space and in that virtual space we are can use the whiteboard and if we have a headset uh, with the controllers or hand tracking, then we can draw on the whiteboard. 
and we can see the presentation at the same time. And that's the big thing. Uh, in today's Teams meeting, you see either a whiteboard or the presentation. And uh, in, in the mesh version of that, you can see the both at the same time. Okay. So, so you, are, you are in there and you can collaborate with people. For example, Michael and I could be talking next to the whiteboard and, and you three uh, could be talking on the other side of the room together. So we can create instant breakout teams there or not rooms, but teams or, or groups. And, and we can exchange ideas and, and then have the or perhaps the presentation going and, and talk between ourselves without perhaps interrupting the speaker. But uh, because the spatial audio can really help with that. It's just not one for everyone like in Teams meetings. We can't really talk uh, overlapping each other because nobody can make any sense of that. But in the Metaverse immersive side, you can select the person uh, you talk to because you are moving close to that person. And, and then the other ones who are farther away, they, they don't hear that or they might be hearing something very kind of muted. And when they go cl closer, they can hear the conversation to begin, hey, this sounds interesting. I want to stick around and hear what they, they have to say. So something like you experience in the conferences and, and you just overhear something and, and, and you go there and tag along, for example. And, and I think that's the big thing. And, and the final part would be the uh, kind of a custom words, something they can create. They were showing that in Davos, uh, they created um, the blog post about uh, the uh, Work Economic Forum, and, and they had built some spaces there, up and, and the people were able to join those events and, and can see from that their perspective, like you are in there, so you can have a more empathy and understanding of the situation and have a talk going on. So it's a custom word, so it's just not a meeting, but uh, it's something more. And, and so that's that's really those three big parts of the mesh they are talking about. And of course, the custom words should mean that, OK, we have a mesh platform so we can build those words ourselves. Got it. And before I turn it over to Dino, just to uh, get practical about mesh, I think it's a separate app like the mesh experience right now. But of course, in Teams, part of mesh is the avatar experience, right? Yeah, in, in Teams, you can have the avatar experience. Okay, let me demonstrate. Sure. So, so I can, I should be able to uh, put on my avatar. It takes a few moments, but I turn off the camera and, and put, let's see if everything goes. But um, yeah, okay, here's my avatar with the, let's change the background. It's kind of typical, uh, typical uh, Finnish mood, for example, there. <laughs> No smiling, right? Or I can go uh, from, from to your continent, uh, have a bit of change there, or I can move left or, or move right, or have a bit of zoom there if I want. So you can do kind of things. But the, of course, the big thing about the avatar is that, yeah, I can use these in meetings. I can reduce my meeting fatigue because I, I don't have to have a camera on. I wouldn't have to worry about having the right shirt and etc. But I still have a face in the meeting, so people may not forget me that way. And of course, you can click around these different kind of uh, reactions. And if I use a reaction here, of uh, it can 
replicate that uh, to the avatar as well. So, so you have some something you want to do. It's a lot of that is a very huge kind of big uh, big kind of uh, uh, movements like this and they let's that. But I think using these smaller ones, it's going to be much more effective. I'm still paying attention in the meeting, even when my camera is off. So that's kind of a stuff uh, we, we can use uh, with avatars in, in meetings. And of course, that's kind of first step that's coming to, okay, let's, uh, let's get people used to these avatars because that's something, it's not going to be easy. That's a huge adoption project. Uh, people are organizations are facing because it's not for everyone and feels odd. Just like somebody was using uh, yeah, smiles and stuff into emails during 90s. Yeah. So, so it's a, it can be a difficult thing for for people. Yeah, it, it's a it's a good segue to you. I was going to ask you about your thoughts on avatars. I mean, I've, I've had a chance to play with them for a little while and I, I'm struggling um, personally to see the use case um, and wanted to explore that with you because you know I'm wondering if what enhancements might be coming I could think there might be I, I understand the meeting fatigue um, issue and people may not want to have video on so maybe it is a next step but maybe let's let's explore that and talk a little bit more about that and perhaps what you where you think they may be improving it like you know one enhancement would be I think it should leverage the camera to actually see my facial expressions um, so I don't have to click on on the actual motion that I want. I can just you know wave my hands and it'll it'll follow me. Um, that might be interesting as well, but you know I'll turn it over to you to maybe give us your thoughts on that. Well, well they haven't talked much, but that was mentioned that uh, that uh, hope it, it should be on their backlog somewhere or uh, they might should be thinking about that that you have the webcam on yeah it, it's kind of a contradiction here because you may not want to have your webcam on but, but uh, then when you have the webcam on it might reflect your emotions or expressions and that's of course something i would like to see because it's not very engaging to having to click around those actions because it takes a lot of kind of a concentration so, so I think the best thing would be that they have bring in that uh, webcam and it can read your expressions and reflect them back to the meeting and have have at least something in there. And and for the use cases of uh, avatars, well, of course, the meeting fatigue is something we we can see a lot of meetings where cameras off. Uh, people are, people don't want to turn them on, and avatar is a very good improvement of that. It's not replacing our faces. Uh, this is much more expressive than the avatars, five avatars talking to each other would be, at least in the, in this point. And uh, so our our faces carry on. We are we are not obsolete yet. But uh, then then of course uh, I'm thinking about all the situations when I can't really use the camera. Uh, some people are having snack lunch whatever there you don't really want to look at somebody eating <laughs> or or they they have a very crazy moment going on so they are going back and forth they are not on the camera all the time so it can be really distracting if something's happening uh one of the things is that you are on the move 
you might it might not be a very good idea to have your video again on the cell phone and you are walking around or something it can be distracting or it can be actually very tired some if you're just trying to hold it still and uh, so, so those are the first obvious ones but of course i heard stuff microsoft has been doing with uh, with the avatars they've had some fun too so so you can well we can have some fun but we've had uh, had a lot of teams meetings during these few years so so i think think the avatars is something that's breaking the routine as well so it's it's refreshing and yeah microsoft uh, told uh, in an event ESPC I, re I recall when they were talking about the avatars and and mission it, it's it's about okay they have avatars dance parties <laughs> and uh, it's because there are so many large movements and then uh, emotions you can put in and so you can have fun you can have different kinds of avatars I was showing you just the official one but I uh, have more relaxed ones and uh, if I had remembered the, the red shirt syndrome here, I could have put on put on the red shirt for the avatar just for the for the kicks of that because I don't have a red shirt. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah, I, I think you can express things in a different way. And I and uh, on top of those, there's also the matter of inclusion and and diversity part. You you may want to express yourself in a certain way and uh, it may not reflect your physical self or otherwise you're you want to have a more like business look or professional look when you know you are not you, you, some people might not take you seriously but uh through the avatar they don't really have an opinion because they don't see the real you but they just hear what you have to say and and that's in that's a very important part because one uh, I heard about the uh, one person, ethical person, uh, uh, who was in the company where there were a lot of like, more or less like us, like middle-aged old uh, white men uh, in the board and, and in the management and stuff. And he just made his avatar to look like them in that sense. So his background wasn't visible there. So, so it, uh, it, that's not an ideal situation for the company. I think there's a lot of improvement in the culture there, but but that's the thing that if you feel about your background might be you might have something that's prohibiting them to listen what you really have to say, and that's when avatars can help. Awesome. So um, Vescu just had some some questions around, you know. Um, Given the the recent, I guess, uh, shutting down of alt space and the you know the layoffs uh, specifically around like the mesh and Hololens product groups, how do you think that may or may not affect the the future of these integrations with Teams? Um, let's say I don't think it's going to affect badly because uh, metaverse and mesh is still on a very high focus. Uh, for Microsoft, so, so I don't think a lot of people were laid off from the mesh team exactly, or or at least I haven't heard. Perhaps some had some kind of a affiliation there, but mostly I, I think the hit was more on the mixed reality part on some places like the Amar Take team. 
was dissolved and uh, so and, and it's a kind of a uh, I think it, that that's uh, it's a big thing and I think that's a bit weird they did that but I have to add that I just read uh, my time this morning 12 hours ago a LinkedIn post from the from that team lead that's just saying okay take it easy for a while MRTK is not dead so so it's it's not going to be a black and white situation there. We don't know what's really happening behind those scenes, and and how how the how they are going to continue to support. And and I think that's one of the mixed reality parts. I guess the thing that um, they the deal with the U.S. Department of Defense was on the uh, it didn't go forward that well. I think it went south more or less now because uh, they, they didn't get a new budget and a new investment. So it's very logical that, of course, it affects some of the people there because they lost, I don't know how many hundreds of millions of or, or mil billions of investments there or are buying those devices and buying uh, uh, more project. But on the other hand, at the same time, they got research money, 40 million bucks, I guess. Uh, for the de for, for developing it further, so I don't think it's going to be dead in any way in that in that sense, but it may take a breather on on some areas. And as for mesh and old space, I think the, when the Microsoft announced the Meta partnership in the uh, during October uh, last year, and uh, and they announced that. Uh, uh, Mesh 4 Teams is coming for uh, MetaQuest devices. So, so, uh, so I was starting to already think back then, okay, what's going to happen with Old Space? Because Meta is developing the Meta Horizon world. And, and so it might be a bit conflicting. And in that sense, uh, the more I see Microsoft is focusing on enterprises and the industrial level, uh, level the consumer tool doesn't make that much sense. So and, uh, they had resources running and uh, keeping uh, the alt space breathing and, and up and running. So they can now divert those resources to mesh. So they don't haven't stopped developing mesh or haven't stopped developing this. I don't know what's happening with resourcing, of course, and and uh, of course Microsoft doesn't tell that. But uh, the way it looks like the blog post about the mesh uh, environments did for a World Economic Forum, for example, and what they are showcasing there, it looks like, okay, things are going forward. But yeah, it's taking probably more time than they anticipated back then. So that's kind of a short version of that, I guess. I think that's a good segue into what I was thinking uh, we could talk about. So we have Mesh and, you know, some of the, the changes there. Mesh was like, everyone was talking about Mesh. So, you know, everyone kind of jumped into that space. But at the same time, we're seeing kind of, you know, the staffing changes on the Mesh side or the Metaverse side. We're seeing an increased interest around the the AI initiatives like Open, open AI and ChatGPT and, and all the stuff that Microsoft's doing there. How do you see that kind of mingling with 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 mesh and and, and maybe some of the more focus being poured in, in that space? Um, well, I love AI, <laughs> and uh, the the way I've been talking about the metaverse is that AI is there. It's a very kind of a thing that converging 
all these different parts together because it's it's there using all the data and, and kind of helping us to work better. That, that That's the AIs in everywhere because we have seen how it's been developed during the past year. For example, it's been taking huge leaps forward. And uh, and yes, I, I think the OpenAI and ChatGPT is in a very good hype today. And uh, I think one of the reasons is that it's it's kind of a, it's very awesome because the, what you can do with those tools, what you can, how you can use them uh, to generate images, texts, uh, avatars, whatever you, you you want to start using the AI for. Text for anything, it's like the, the, there's so many possibilities. And of course, on the understanding, what's, what's the uh, language understanding, understanding the documents, summarizing information, that's all we need for the productivity all the time. And more we have information like synchronized digital twins and, and pushing there, we need more and more AI to help us to cope with all that information so we can focus on essential. So we don't have to read the, um, the log file with one million rows anymore, but uh, we can actually just put it to AI and we can get the kind of idea what, what's wrong in there. I guess you all have been doing that, reading those long, very long log files in the past. At least oh, yeah. I have. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's great just putting people's heads on music videos and uh, having them sing and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think that, yeah, like you said, the chat GPT, like generating summaries, generating content based of a, on a topic, uh, you know, even session <laughs> details and stuff like that and, or code uh, is, is actually pretty interesting what's happening with, G, with chat GPT. Oh, oh yeah, it's uh, that's very interesting. But that's not the only generative AI tool that's generating text. For example, that's just one of those which is very highly out now. And of course, Microsoft is using that, and they just announced Teams Premium yesterday, and at uh, uh, today, yeah. And uh, there was this uh, pause about uh, intelligent recap. So it's going to be using Chat3, uh, ChatGPT 3.15 to understand the transcript and make out, uh, pick up those tasks and pick up the summarization of that. So we will be seeing the AI uh, to move into all these things. And, and of course, I think it's part of the metaverse. It's using the digital tools, the, what, whatever the digital world is helping us to do better in the physical world as well. And that. That's why it's a very big thing there. And of course, I can't wait to see those bots appear into mesh. Like with this AI stuff, you can have really the assistant, digital assistant, that's way better than Siri or whatever they can do because it can really understand the language. It, it understands what you are asking in a very complex sense. Of course, if you are trying out the chat GPT today, Keep in mind that it was kind of the data it includes is two years old. It's not perfect either. So don't just generate something and push it out because uh, eventually you will fail. But I don't know, just out of curiosity, because we have cameras on, have you been using, really using ChatGPT uh, uh, at your work or, or generate meaningful content, not just playing around like Michael? <laughs> Uh, yeah, because there's uh, still the whole data, you know, putting 
putting corporate data into an open source product, you know, free open source mm-hmm. product. I mean, now that there's the Azure services, I yep. think that's where you start to see some scenarios where using it for the enterprise and and meeting whatever data requirements you need from a regulatory point of view. Uh, yeah, I know people I, write, you know, hey, generate code for this scenario, and it, it's pretty good, but you still have to understand the code to know yeah. is it actually going to work or not. Yeah, and uh, and you had a really good point about it. don't put your enterprise data there, don't put the corporate data, don't. But you, uh, how you can use this, use that is that you can generate, for example, the first draft, and then you start working on that. You are generating the email. You are. Uh, doing marketing content, you are, you are doing something that's content producing. So, so I wouldn't be surprised to see these capabilities coming to Word, PowerPoint, even Excel probably, and, and all all the tools we are using in Microsoft Cloud already. So we don't have to have that problem of staring at the blank blank screen and think about how do I get started. But instead, you have your digital assistant and you. Uh, put in some ideas because the beauty in in ChatGPT is that you can you just don't generate one thing. You can keep on putting more input and ask. Okay, I don't really like this style. Can it be more professional or more relaxed? And it will generate uh, it forward. Like or hey, I forgot to add about the metaverse or artificial intelligence. There could you add it there? And and you have the first draft there that you can then just week and put it forward where we, we have we had a really good fun like uh, thinking about uh, doing one training course and uh, so I was using the chat GPT for creating the description and uh, you just get some ideas so, so it inspiring stuff and then you take the text and then you modify it because it's not perfect, it's it's far from that, but it kind of helps you to be more productive and save a lot of time. I've heard really good cases about people saving a big amounts of time, like saving, like, I don't know, doing one hour worth 15 minutes for one hour work. Basically, you are saving 45 minutes on the content producing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and you know we subject uh, to your point if the teams meetings able to uh, go to those natural language processors that's going to open the door to a huge boost in productivity for meetings as, as you discuss so certainly a lot to look forward to uh, maybe we'll yeah. cap it at that because we've been uh, we've been at it for about half an hour here but Tavescu, thank you so much for coming on and explaining the metaverse to us and mesh and uh, avatars and this is going to be a real exciting area to watch. I think we should set a, a a date one year in the future. Right now, we can have you back on, and we'll see where yeah. where all this is. Cool, of course. All right, well, thank you everybody, and uh, we'll talk to you on the next next episode. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me here.